0: Sunday roast. How's it going guys? How the hell are you? How are your weeks? How are your hearts? And how the hell are your bloody heads? Guys, this episode is brought to you by Jemison Colebrew. Best served like the careers of most actors that featured on the Disney Channel in the mid-90s, aka On The Rocks. Anyway, it was whiskey enough by them, I mean, risky enough by them coming on board to sponsor the show. So thank you. And guys, let me know how you get on with Jemison Cobrew. If you're enjoying it, how you're enjoying it, and who you are enjoying it with. Well, obviously not the last part, but you know what I mean. Please drink responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie for more information. Guys, how's it going? Uh, thank you so much to everybody who listened to last week's show and sent me kind messages about it. I really, really appreciate it. Could anybody, could you guys do me a favor? Uh, would you still be able to leave reviews for the podcast? Uh, it makes a big difference in visibility and ratings around the world. So please continue to do that if you haven't done it yet. It takes like a second, I believe, wherever you listen to your sh- uh, podcast. So yeah, if you could rate the show and say a couple of kind words, that would be greatly appreciated. Also, thank you so much to everyone who's subscribed to the Patreon this week, patreon.com. Forward slash Mark Megan. As I mentioned, I will be doing. I'm doing weekly playlists there of all my favorite tunes. There are going to be some baby roasts coming. Lots more lobster content, etc. You also get added to my close friends on Instagram, which is at Megan Mark. So follow me there if you do not already. Now that is enough soul destroying shameless self plugging. Let's get into it. Today's show: University ski trips. Like every child in Ireland. I spent my winters skiing in the Alps, okay? Or, if you went to school in Muckris College, Kiltiernan. I'm joking, of course. Ski trips used to be a complete luxury. Sort of like using Twitter before Lena Dunham was on it. For those of you unfamiliar, according to Wikipedia, skiing is a means of transport using skis to glide on snow. Variations of purpose include basic transport, a recreational activity or a competitive winter sport. Many types of competitive skiing events are recognised by the International Olympic Committee. Fine. Okay. now just to reassure you, you do not need to know anything about skiing to listen to the show. And also, just to reassure you, I am by no means an expert in winter sports or summer sports or any autumnal or spring sports. Particularly not skiing, Okay. I've been skiing a few times, but very, in an average, average way. I'm sort of one of those idiots who skis in the same way that they have sexual intercourse. AKA, I just go really fast and hope that I don't die. Or get a pole up my ass. Do you you know what I mean? Skiing actually does have a lot of similarities with sex. Never take risks in the wrong conditions. Always remember to wrap up. If you're doing it in the Dublin Mountains, you're a complete fucking dirtbag. Do you know what I mean? Okay, now, always wear gloves where possible. Use your hips. Shout if you think someone's coming. And of course, it's always better after rather than during a big dump. So, moving on. As many of you will know, I never went to university, right? Such was the extent of my scorn after school that I ran in the complete opposite direction of education. Good, good. God, the complete opposite direction of education and the associated institutions. Nevertheless, when I was about twenty-one, I was living in Brighton, famous seaside city south of London, home of Fat Boys, Slim, uh, Chris Eubank, Chris Eubank Junior, Peter Andre, probably a few more Eubanks, Superhands from Peep Show, and more crusties than a hacky sack competition at Burning Man. But we'll have to wait for another roast before I tell you about my time in Brighton. Anyways, I was there living like a very, very weak and miserable existence. Um, I was like presenting this like, uh, actually, I'm not even going to tell you because the perverts will be out Googling for it. Anyway, I was, it was a bad time in my life. But I got a call from a friend of mine back in Dublin asking me would I be up for coming on a ski trip. I was like, well, I definitely can't afford that. And he was like, oh, well, we've got this deal. So it's like €198 Euro for a week, all inclusive, blah, blah, blah. And it's not for like another six months. So I was like, amazing. That sounds fantastic. And a little break from this sort of squalid, is that a word? Squalid existence that I'm having in Brydon. So I was like, great. How many people are coming? Like 10 of us, 12 of us is a big group. Oh, no, just, just the 280. 280? Sorry, what? That is... That's insanity. Oh yeah, it's a big university thing. So I've sort of, he's like basically sneaking me into his uni trip. And I was like, oh here, I'm not a fan of group holidays, okay? Uh, For me, any holiday with more than 10 people is just a sunnier version of normal life. I have no interest in large holidays, organised fun. And sometimes even fun in general, by the way, is a bit much. Whatever happened to a good old four-person ferry over to France for worse rain than where you came from? Just shite holidays. 280 people is too much, basically. But I was like, OK, well, well, like, can you sell it to me? Like, is it going to be good crack? Like, what's the story? It's like, oh, man, honestly, it's like this place is lethal. It's in Val This resort is ridiculous. It's essentially Magaluf on the slopes. Like, wait, wait, sorry, what? Why is that the selling point? That doesn't sound good at all. That doesn't sound good at all. You can't take one really bad thing. And then add it to a mediocre thing to turn it into a good thing. If that was the case, I'd still be with my ex-missus. If that was the case, the Friends spin-off show, Joey, starring Matt LeBlanc, would have survived more seasons than a fucking rain jacket bought in H&M. Magaloo from the slopes. That sounds awful. That sounds absolutely awful. Oh, man, think about it, like, think about all those fresh bluebirds, like... Ah, oh, here, hold on a second. Bluebirds. Man... The closest thing to understanding a bluebird is the time you shagged a Cardiff City fan at a bus stop in Lanzarote. Get the hell out of my face. You know those spoofers? They watch three YouTube videos and all of a sudden they're all part of the vibes like, yeah, you know, a few bluebirds, like, you know, can't wait. Man, you're from Burning Ham. Where are you talking like you're at? Burning Man, you fucking gurning ham. Anyway, the man got to my head because he said, Look Mark, I know it's not usually your thing, but like I told a few of the people in the class here coming in and actually loads of them were really into your Facebook videos. So obviously the old ego runs riot in my head and I'm thinking, well here you go. This'll be easy pickings. I might have a few romantic encounters. This could be delightful. So I signed up. What a bloody mistake that was <laughs> So the day of the holiday arrives. Myself and my friend get to Dublin Airport. And we're going to go for a drink before we meet the big group. It was exactly at this point that the thought struck me. Boy, what I wouldn't give right now for a delicious crisp glass of Jemisin Brew, where coffee meets whiskey, where Marky meets biscuits. Please drink responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie for more information. So we arrive at the airport. We go for a drink. We then meet the group, the 280 idiots in the forecourt of Dublin Airport, okay? Filled with that rapid, frenetic, nervous energy and, I suppose, Banter—is that what they call it? Whenever people are enjoying themselves in large groups. Okay, I'm a little bit sheepish. I'm a little bit mawkish. I'm sort of standing off in an aloof and peculiar way because I just don't get group banter. I don't fit in. Okay, um, definitely down to me being difficult and an asshole, but such is life. I get introduced to Kira. Now, Kira seems to be the sort of self-appointed tour operator of the group. Right. And she sees me, and because we're about five months maximum older than all of the other students there, she seems to think that this is, uh, carte blanche to strike, to try and strike up these private jokes with me. Oh, two of us, the old fogies. We'll be looking after all of them now for the rest of the week. Uh, yeah. Nice to meet you too. I'm just going to head off to duty free there. Hit myself in the head with a toe, bro. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Anyway keeps going on get introduced to a few of the people and your one Kira just keeps sliding over to me I go into the bookshop whatever it is do braids that they have she pops over again or oh, are we going into the old person section of the bookshop <laughs> no Kira, we're not Will you stop trying to make this into a private joke? It's not going to work. She's one of those people where the power just completely went to her head in terms of organising this trip. So, like, she just keeps addressing the whole group in ways that she doesn't need it. She'll always throw in a couple of choice sentences in Irish as well, just so the whole world knows that there's a group of Irish people, right? She starts introducing me to people as well. Oh, we've got these hoodies. We've got these hoodies made. Would you like one? Um, no. No. No, no, I'm grand actually. I'm fine for a hoodie and then she produces it. Actually, it looks all right. It's just a grey fruit of the loom inoffensive hoodie. I'm thinking, Do you know what? Get involved, Mark. Dip your toe into the water of socializing. Dip your toe in, it's fine. And then I turn it around and it says the ski musketeers on the back. And I look at Kira and she leans over with Tato flinging out of her teeth as she speaks. You can be d'Artagnan. Oh my good God, get me out of this scenario. This is the worst. This is the worst. Yeah, fine, I'll take the hoodie and I'll use it as kindling if I ever find myself on some sort of camping trip and the bonfire is running low on fuel, okay? I knew then that this trip was not going to end well. We get onto the plane. That was fine. We land in uh, Geneva Airport, I think, and then we're waiting for the bus. Kira comes over with, inexplicably, some sort of shit-eating grin on her face. Right, boys? Bit of bad news. Hate to be the one to break it to you. You look like you love breaking this. In fact, you look like you're really, really happy to be breaking news, good or bad, to anybody. You just like having the microphone. Anyway, the bus has been delayed for four hours. Well, that's a nightmare. Ah, sure. You know yourself, Mark. It's all part of it, isn't it? Um, no. No, actually, it's not. Unnecessary or unjustified transport delays aren't exactly top of my list whenever I ring Thomas Cook with an inquiry about a holiday. Oh, you can't ring Thomas Cook anymore because they're out of business. I know, but none of this exists anyway. But yeah, we start sitting around. People are having cigarettes, cups of coffee, whatever, waiting for this bus. Then some of them start singing. Can you believe that? They actually started singing. An activity that has definitely made worse when done in groups. And they had apparently a song of the holiday, which was that Katy Perry one. I've got the eye of the tiger. I know. Can you actually imagine that? Inflicting that on a gr- I was, I was so close to just getting, staying in the airport and trying to get back, but obviously I paid for it, so I waited. The bus arrives, we get onto the bus. The singing continues. I've got the eye of the tiger. I wouldn't mind getting mauled by a tiger, because I'm currently dealing with a bus full of biscuits, driving up the Pyrenees, with seven days stretching out of me, f- stretching out in front of me, that are probably going to feel almost as long as the Irishman on Netflix. Absolutely outrageous. Then there's a megaphone. A megaphone gets produced and some confident arsehole called Kieran gets up and starts passing the, the megaphone around to people, getting everyone to do a little party piece. And then somebody passes it to me. And they're like, well, he's supposed to be a comedian. It's like, well, I didn't like the way you said supposed there, but go on. Do a few jokes. So I was like, okay, Grant, I'll do one of my monologues. This will go down a treat. I'm about 36 seconds into this monologue, okay? Holding myself up by someone else's chair because the bus is going around the mountain. And then I get hit in the head with a piece of fucking Toblerone by some eejit in a reindeer onesie. This is the worst thing in the world, right? The hoodies get passed around. Okay, everyone shout out your nickname just so we're all clear for the week. They start doing nicknames for the week. is obviously leading the charge. So over there is Mad Maraid. Now... Winky face. I won't tell you why they call her Mad Maraid. Okay, no worries. She loves sex. <laughs> okay, Kira, that's enough out of... That's... Right. Who's next? Snoozy Sarah. She'll fall asleep anywhere. It's crazy. It's cracked. It's mad. Okay, Kira, can we stop? Because this is honestly the most cringeworthy moment I've experienced in my life to date. And I've experienced quite a lot. I think we'll be calling you, Grumpy Dumpty. Just don't call me in general, Kira. Not even for contact tracing delete me i'll take covid over this we arrived at the resort valteran worst place i've ever been to in my life do you know why i go, where are we going for dinner oh we're going for some sushi oh that sounds good actually where uh, where are we going for that uh, you know el paso is there in the corner sorry el El Paso's and sushi. A Mexican restaurant serving sushi in a ski resort. You may as well have three double espressos, two triple espressos and a laxative because that is not going to be good for your stomach at all. That is going to produce more runs than all the ski slopes put together. We go out for dinner. We have a couple of drinks. And then, of course, Megan, being the colossal idiot that I am, I end up hooking up with somebody. Yep. I end up hooking up with somebody go back to the room, she was wearing one of those all-in-one ski suits, which I only learned learned the hard way. The great thing about those all-in-one ski suits is they don't let the cold in, but equally they don't let anything out. So when we eventually got to the bedroom, I swear to God, her body felt like, like it was so overheated. Imagine if you took the pastry off a sausage roll and just had that sausage, sort of moisty, warm. Anyway, I started calling her Greg's which she didn't get because she was from Mullingar, but it was a complete disaster. Have you ever tried to be romantic with somebody wearing an all-in-one ski suit? It's the hardest thing in the world. You'd sooner get into North Korea with a drone. It's an absolute nightmare. So yeah, I couldn't get the thing unzipped, so like eventually I had to go in via the sleeve and approach it from the back, which is incredibly difficult if you don't have a phallus that is more dexterous than a laster girl from The Incredibles. Long story short. Turns out Mairead is pretty mad. I think it's important for the context of this week that, you know, it was not just Irish students I was surrounded by. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Of course, there was that unholy portion of society at the same resort. The English university ones. You know the types. They come from like Exeter or like one of those unis. Posh kids wearing palace clothing or a Supreme. Always the same. Supreme bloody idiots. Am I right? No, Mark, you're wrong. You know the type though. You know the type of rich sort of British student types. I, I saw so many of them I knew a lot of them in London, in Chelsea. Like if they're not dressed like they've just done a six month sabbatical on Skid Row, they're not living their best life. Always got the Joan juice in the one hand, acai bowls in their bowels. Spend more time in Barry's boot camp than Barry from Barry's bloody boot camp. You know, getting an Uber Lux from their parents' house in Chiswick to go into Soho on a Saturday and buy a bunch of streetwear from Duke's cupboard before going out to Shoreditch House because anywhere east of Piccadilly Circus makes them feel road. Man, don't care about all that. You know the types. You know the types. All of them. All of them bought tickets to Fire Festival. Their life essentially is Fire Festival. By the way, one big. Ca- Chaotic, flamboyant shit show of excess and exuberance and Instagram existence. You know? They all hang out in Bluebird on the Fulham Road, but occasionally venture down to Clapham to see, like, the rugby boys from uni and have a few ales in their gilets. You know the types. The slowly pony, low-key, lonely biscuit boys. Anyway, now that the faecal picture has been painted, okay, we had an encounter with one guy like this on the trip. He was working as a holiday rep. Most of his friends, for their gap years, had, like, gone off to build houses for the economically deprived. But he had rented out a two-bedroom chalet in the Three Valleys just to stay out of his parents' hair. You know the type. Anyway, we get introduced to him. And I shit you not, this is how the introduction went. How's it going, guys? The name's Shotgun Charlie. Kakar. Sorry, what? <laughs> Hold on. What? Man, that is not the noise a shotgun makes. What the hell is going on here? Well, my name's Rupert, but everyone calls me Shotgun Charlie. Kaka. No, 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 man. Okay, firstly, no one has ever called you that, Rupert, And secondly, what's with... This is madness, okay? So this guy was completely just on a different planet. Had obviously come from, like, extraordinary wealth growing up. And just didn't need to exist uh, in the same world as us. But after spending a week of tolerating his sheer outrageousness, and that's not a word I use a lot, he finally convinced us to go skiing with him on the final day. And also, like... (sighs) You know, whenever you're going skiing and, like, if you get onto a chairlift and stuff, it's occasionally quite nice to just, like, relax, take a breather, have a cigarette if you smoke, have a Mentos or another sweet or a chewing gum, you know, they just take a breather. The man did not stop talking once for the whole day, like, just constant dribble. Oh, uh, yeah, like, it was so amazing. We had this, like, house party. It was, like, so lush. We got, like, an incredibly sick DJ in. He's actually a really good friend of mine. He goes by the name of Tony Everest. Sorry, he goes by the name of Hot uh, Tony Everest. Why, why does he call himself that? Well, he says it's because he's like going straight for the top. Right, well, I'd argue that it's because he he is the peak of embarrassment, but we'll let that slide. How is the career going anyway for Mr. Tony Everest? Well, he got a picture with Hudson Two at Peshaw like two years ago, so I'll let you be the judge. Like, one of those ones. Anyway, at this point, I'm sort of weighing up the the distance between the chairlift and the slope. Sort of wondering if I was to hold my breath and suck in my belly and nipples, would I be able to slide beneath the bars and drop down to my death? The sweet release of silence is what I was chasing. Anyway, (laughs) it's coming towards the end of the day, right? And we, we sort of said, oh, we'll squeeze, we'll squeeze one more run in just now that we've got this Shotgun Charlie guy with us. So, as we're getting to the top of the mountain on this chairlift, I noticed that all of a sudden the bravado wasn't as verbose as it had been. I noticed that Shotgun Charlie was getting a little bit jittery, a little bit shaken. He looked sort of, he looked more nervous than I am about doing the live shows. And I was like, I sort of looked at him, I was like, Shotgun, how much skiing have you done before? Oh, you know me, like, I'll put the trigger in anything, like, I just feel in life you should just go for it. You know, that's why they call me Shotgun Charlie. Um, He didn't really say it with that much conviction though and at this point I realised we were dealing with a complete and utter cartoon character aka the boy had worked so tirelessly on creating this fictional version of himself that Rupert was long gone persona non grata the man had spent the entire ski season going to apres throwing gun fingers in the air that he'd actually forgotten to master even the basic elements of skiing We get to the top The weather closes in. There is an air of sombre fear amongst the entire group, okay? You cannot see six feet in front of you. The conditions were extremely bad. And we were discussing, okay, like, how do we want to... We just need to get down to the bottom. This is is serious. Take it slow. Uh, We just need to be really, really careful now. Like, that visibility is bad. And then there's like one dickhead in the group who takes his phone out and is like, yeah, look, I can see on the app, actually, that the visibility is really bad. You don't need an app. You don't need an app to tell you what your eyes can see, you know. Anyway, we're like, OK, who wants to go first? We have to go real slow here. And then, outrageously, you just hear this, "G-ga!" from the back of the group. And we're like, surely not, Shotgun. Anybody but Shotgun. But the man wanted to do it. Almost like he wanted to lean in to his fucking demise. And I was like, okay, Rupi, Shotgun, Charlie, listen, this is quite a serious, like, slope. It's it's black, like, we need to be really careful. And also, there is, like, a massive ravine to the left. If we go near there, we're goners. And he was like, oh, it's fine, like, absolutely fine. You know, a bit of Ravina George from Mean Girls. Uh, okay, that actually is quite funny. Okay, shotgun. That is good, but no time. Not the time for that now. Okay, are you are you genuinely sure you're going to be able to get down? Yeah, you know me, like a bit of living ravina loca. Oh, again. Well, again, that is quite funny. I'll give you that, but no time. Okay, we just need to get to the bottom. Next thing, (laughs) next thing, you know, (laughs) off he goes. He literally just goes. Into the into the unknown, like fucking Captain Oates. I swear to God, the guy just like moves in and is swallowed up and engulfed by the clouds. And we wait for like a minute, and then all of a sudden, you just hear this noise, and it's him. He's fallen into the ravine and he's hurtling to his untimely demise, and he's dying, and all he can scream out is, Ca-caw! <laughs> I take a second to thank Jameson Cobrew again for sponsoring today's show and to congratulate them on just the launch of Jameson Cobrew. It's honestly so banging, and I couldn't be happier to be working on something like this where the product is genuinely really nice. Although, according to Google, that is apparently the oldest trick in the book of salesman jargon, so now I don't know what to believe. Anyway, pour yourself a glass, let me know what you think. I love a clean on the rocks, but it really is lovely with some cola too. Please drink responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie for more information. Guys, thanks so much for listening to today's show. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Hope you're all doing okay. Staying safe, minding yourselves, minding your minds at the moment. It's not an easy time for anybody. But yeah, thanks so much for the support. It really means everything to me. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Megan Mark. Please consider subscribing to the Patreon, patreon.com. Forward slash Mark Megan. Send me some suggestions. Send me some suggestions for roasts if you have them. Yeah. Thank you for everything. See you soon.